Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Blackcast on my phone, ready to play right now. I've heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? It goes like this. The Blattcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world. Hosted by Christian Blatt, his trusty co-hosts Will Sterling, Jeff Duray, and sometimes the lovely Zia Anderson. So kick back, get ready for quite possibly the longest one hour to perhaps the shortest two hours and 56 minutes of your life. And now, here's Christian Blatt. Welcome to the Blattcast, Zack Snyder's Blattcast, that's right. And uh, even the Black Cast has uh, not done an episode four hours and two minutes until now. No, just kidding. I actually thought it would be fun to do a four minute and two second review of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. But then I thought uh, we'd really be selling it and ourselves short. In any case, I am Christian Blatt, as always, and uh, joined by Jeff DeRay. For people watching, I'm pointing at him. I did. I went silent because normally it's just about being on a podcast. But since this has become a video thing, now I'm just going to yeah. do silent miming. That's good. Like, getting really into Charlie Chaplin. I feel like I can bring really? a lot of his stuff to yeah. the podcast, like this one. But but just the way he lived his personal life, right? Not so much the way he did the movies. That's you're not interested in that. I was mostly just referring to shaving my to a mustache. <laughs> That's you know what though that that mustache uh, doesn't work anymore. Not because of Charlie Chaplin, and of course, as always, our friend William J. Sterling drinking a non-alcoholic beverage. It looks like, but it's been uh, drift. yeah, it's orange mango, right. an orange mango. Uh, yeah. Well, we are here with uh, an episode that uh, I'm calling "Open Sesame" as an homage to my favorite second of the film, which we'll get to. But uh, I wanted to uh, start big picture overall. I think uh, it's safe to say uh, none of us were impressed by Joss Whedon's Justice League from 2017, which you know it wasn't so much. Uh, you know, it, it, there's uh, stuff that we saw in this new version that was still in there, but uh, an awful lot of stuff. And uh, I, I have to say that the stuff I liked the least, the least was all missing from this version. Uh, you know, the bad jokes were not here. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of that. So, uh, but uh, if anybody here in, in this little, you know, three-way split between us uh, secretly, I think, I think we did an episode about that Justice League, and I don't think any of us were particularly blown away by it. And now our friend Raging Rhino saw say. that version in theaters five times. Seven. I thought and it was he's seven. Uh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. It's seven times. More than and, I saw uh, Man of Steel, which... Yeah, and and he's uh, already seen Zack Snyder's Justice League twice. He got a, He lives in the Central Time Zone, so he got up at 2 a.m., Oh shit! Watched it until six a.m. and then found time to watch it again uh, later that day. I'm halfway uh, through a second watch right now. Yeah, 
two hours. So, uh, so I'm going to take that to mean you hated it, Will. That's why you're watching it a second time already. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, oh, I did have way, the Sorry, let me just interject. Uh, Raging Rhino makes a point. Yeah, seven. Uh, Will see? remembered better than I did. Yes. Because uh, anytime you see something in a theater a preposterous amount of times, you never forget. Yeah. No, and and honestly, I tweeted at him yesterday, and I think I had the number right. Uh, it's just five. You know, the seven hours maybe is what I was thinking. And I'm sorry, Will. What were you saying? I, I don't know what I was saying. Was I saying anything? I was uh, saying that if you're watching it a second time, you clearly hated the movie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, um, I mean, we, we'll, we'll get into it. But I uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. All right, that's the show, everybody. Uh, Four minutes, we do we make even, it? Four minutes? We don't even care. It's only three three minutes and 26. We don't even care what Jeff thinks. No, uh, Jeff, uh, just overall thoughts. Overall thoughts, I liked it. I thought it was a lot better, obviously. I like long movies. I like long movies that develop things that aren't long yeah. just because it's like, see this dramatic shot of some fucking trees. Like I didn't like tree of life, but I like long movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. When there what's also long action superhero movies. So long as they're not wonder woman, 1984, 85. Which year is it? Um, no, I like long superhero movies. When that movie started, it was wonder woman, 1984. By the time it was over as wonder woman, 1986. That's right. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and that one could have lost a half hour, but yeah, I mean, long movies. That's why the extended Lord of the Rings cuts are so great. Cause you're like more information. Yeah. It's interesting that we're bringing that movie up because I literally said during this Justice League, like, see, she's so easy to do right. How could you have fucked her up so bad? Like yeah, it, every it, scene it, she had in this, I was like, oh, Wonder Woman's kicking ass. It, I like it, Wonder Woman. It, it was one of the uh, the biggest complaints from the original Justice League was that you know Wonder Woman had been so good in uh, Batman for Superman and of course her standalone movie. But I was just like, she is not good in this. And, you know, I was thinking, like, well, that's two movies in a row. She hasn't been good now after one yeah. of 1984. But this is like, all they needed to do was just slow it down a little, give her a little bit more time. Uh, you know, uh, uh, somehow the scene with her and Alfred making tea is like one of my favorite moments. Great. Love that <laughs> you know? scene. Uh, yeah. And, and by the way, for some reason, I just hadn't thought about it in a while. I kind of forgot Jeremy Irons was uh, Alfred. Was Alfred. I thought it was going to be Michael Caine. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right. That's not, that's that's not, not the these movies. Make tea. <laughs> um, uh, I, I rewatched the theatrical cut like two or three weeks ago. Just oh, to, okay, great. Just to refresher to see what yeah. was different. I mean, I knew the thing is like I knew they basically cut an hour of Snyder's footage for the theatrical cut, yeah. and then the fact that we got a four-hour movie, I'm like, this is almost three hours of footage otherwise not seen, which is fucking yeah. mind-boggling that you could just like just pulverize a movie this much and be like, we yeah. think this is better. I mean, I'm glad that you're admitting to self-flagellation watching <laughs> Justice League again. Oh, I pulverized it for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and by the way, uh, Raging Rhino says the only thing worth keeping from the Whedon cut is the Flash versus Superman race. I know people who hated that. I thought it was fun. I actually I liked didn't the care Flash versus uh, Yeah. I, that is, yeah I, I guess you're one of the people. But here's the thing. It's when you watch this one and they're like, it's a radioactive place. Nobody fucking lives there. I was like. Now that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, why was there a fucking Russian fan? Yeah, he shows up to Chernobyl or wherever it is, and he goes, it smells toxic, perfect. And I'm like, cool, there you go. One line that justifies why they're in an abandoned fucking yeah. place. Why did you put a Russian family there? Why did you put a bunch but, of Russian By the people? way, the 
essentially the same Russian family from Age of Ultron. The the Joss Whedon cut has it is the same fucking thing. Yeah, it's it's it, it's essentially the same thing, and uh, yeah, like my when it turned out that the Snyder cut was going to be real, uh, I, my my long planned troll was always going to be to say to people, bring back the Whedon cut. I wanted to say that like the day it came out. This other but hour of footage went, just replaced. Yeah, but then Jeff Sweden went and got himself canceled, and I'm like, nobody's going to think that's funny anymore. Uh, and then also. Uh, this was, you know, so much better. I, I look the way that I was thinking about this is that it's the movie we should have gotten four years ago, but we would never have gotten because it would not have been four hours. There's, there's no way it would, it would have been released anything right. resembling this. Right. But uh, maybe because they did, they did like the three and a half hour re-release of Batman vs Superman. Was Which the uh, but that was on DVD though? It was three hours. They released it in the theaters. I thought it did no, come no. out. That I, thought one? We, just, I thought we went and saw it. We didn't. It was just home release. Yeah. The, the uh, I mean, uh, you know, I would Endgame, I would remember seeing that yeah. in the theater because I saw I the theatrical cut four times. Yeah. Right. Uh, Avengers Endgame was three hours and two minutes. I felt like that was you know where we had to you know uh, draw the line, and then Zack Snyder's like, ah, hold my beer for an extra hour. You know, and uh, but look, the you know, even even if you somehow get it down to a manageable, I don't know, 240 or three hours, even that this it was not going to be this movie that we ever right. got. And this that. movie only exists because Warner gave him like, what, 70 million more dollars to be like, OK, go make the movie you wanted. And he and took no money. He, he was took like, no. He's like, you can't tell me what to do. You don't have to give me more money. I <laughs> right. don't pay me more. But right. you need to shut the fuck up and let me just do it. And they were like, just, okay. yeah. And you can th- tell that just by the music choices alone, because <laughs> this was basically Watchmen soundtrack yeah, volume right. two. And uh, I was I was there for it, honestly. I, I like that. The the music motif worked, except I, I kind of liked that version of Come Together from the, uh, the theatrical I love that. version. I listen, that's on my workout playlist. Like At least yeah. a couple times a week, I have that song going, and I'm like, fuck yeah. I think yeah. that well, that the original trailer that was released before Zack Snyder got replaced, that was in the first trailer, and Junkie XL mixed that. So that was a choice. That was a Zack Snyder choice for marketing. I was hoping it would show up in the movie, but eh, okay. yeah. But that, I guess uh, I don't know. Who knows? They would have maybe had to relicense the song, and at yeah, this point, credit for the theatrical version. So maybe they were like, hey, yeah. Fuck. Uh, and uh, Raging Rhino, the ultimate edition of Dawn of Justice is so much better than the theatrical release. Uh, the three he, minutes makes a huge difference. Yeah, and look, it's it's something that uh, I think a, a lot of us uh, have have thought about movies in the past. A, a great example, uh, I'm trying to remember, either, either uh, Spider-Man writer Dan Slott or Spider-Man writer Jerry Conway, uh, one of them tweeted out that Star Trek The Motion Picture is a bit of an insufferable movie. If my mom is still here in the chat, she would agree to that. And then they put out a an extended edition with like 12 extra minutes. And you're like, you're going to put 12 more minutes in there. And it's like, oh, no, no. What they took out were like little bits on ends of scenes, little nuances, little character stuff. And you're like, no, it works so much better huh. somehow making the movie longer. Right. And then this, obviously, you're getting a chance at a, at a do-over. Like he didn't actually get to finish his movie and he's getting to add all this extra stuff. And uh, I, so I think that what this was, was very interesting. And, you know, we, they really built up so many of the characters, including Alfred, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think everybody pun intended every, he did everyone justice, but just like the theatrical version uh, flash stole the movie again for me. 
you know, uh, and I know that you're not a Barry guy, Will, but uh, I think that uh, I'm all there for this version of The Flash. Oh, but it's well. easy because speedster scenes always steal movies. Once you yeah. get into that slow motion, you get a nice score going and you're like, OK, I'm, I like this scene. I rewatched yeah. that scene with Iris because I was like, because mm -hmm. Natasha didn't. She was like, why is he going? So I was like, uh, because if he touches her too fast, he'll blow her up. <laughs> so I had to like go back to the beginning and like see they let you know by the shoes exploding, the yeah. pavement yeah. growing crumbling. Like I really I like those little differences. And I think one of the things to me that let me know how much better of a take I felt like Snyder had on it were literally the eyes of Steppenwolf. Like mm -hmm. the eyes that they used felt real and they actually conveyed emotions, like they conveyed this insecurity that Steppenwolf had. So I actually like cared yeah, and was, he was afraid of guy. Dark Side. Mm -hmm. Versus watching Justice League, I was just like, is this Liam Neeson or not? Like, what the fuck is this bad guy? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, the the basically like the first minute where uh where Steppenwolf explains that you know he wants to get back into Dark Side's good graces, you're like okay great like you know it's like oh and what we find out they betrayed him it's like i don't know a minute of dialogue and you're like yeah, yeah that's that that off. fix was all we needed and uh yeah, it doesn't I, look like a fucking clown Rewatching yeah. the theatrical version i was like i forgot how fucking stupid they made him look and and his uh his death scene is much cooler here uh but i want to get back to what jeff was talking about i really like the flash sequence the slow-mo put the hot dog in the pocket uh but what I don't like about yeah, Zack Snyder put is put that hot dog in that pocket. That's why I said it. The embodiment of what I don't like about Zack Snyder is the fucking sesame seed. And it's just like, you know, when you slow I, yeah. down action, slowing down action is cool. Even slowing down a car crash, especially when you're Quicksilver, I'm sorry, the flash, uh, oh, the, you stop know, it. he was created way before Quicksilver. Yeah. But the, in the movie, we, we already had days of future past before, uh, yeah, but this. He, it was a great scene, but it was like more for jokes, no, but it's like, so we have the, uh, we, you know, so it's like the guy getting the burger and, you know, by the way, nobody should be eating anything. They dropped on the floor of that truck. Let's be honest <laughs> about that. That should have been like, Oh, guess I got to get another burger. Uh, but, I, I, I don't hate the scene. I hate that instance. Some of the slow-mo I thought was actually really cool, especially some of the Wonder Woman stuff. But then there was some of it. I'm like, I don't know if you speed up all the slow-mo. Does that like shave off what? Like five minutes? That gets I thought it was like, hours? you could say like a good half hour. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say though, like the slow-mo is all necessary because it's all letting us know about the world that Barry exists in when he's in the speed force to make sense of it when the world yeah. explodes in front of him. And he's like, let me go fix that. Yeah, no, no, Barry. Not for Barry. Just ba yeah, the I mean, Barry slow mos are good. It's just the in general, like and, and obviously, stuff. just the, you know, as with the earlier version, the moment when Superman turns at him and his little slow mo world—that's that's still great. Uh, you know, yeah, so there was a couple pieces. I'm like, oh, thank God that was in the original cut. Like, I didn't want there. I will say, there's one joke that that was lost, and I didn't even realize. Maybe Zack Snyder just cut it because I was like, okay. did they reshoot this joke when he's trying to recruit Aquaman and he goes. Strong man, strongest alone. And in the theatrical cut, he goes, like, you ever heard of the phrase? Trying, Bruce goes, that's not the, fr that's the opposite of what the phrase means. Like, I was like, <laughs> I don't, I thought that was funny, but you know what? I, 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 I forgot about that. But now that you say that, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that uh, you know there there are some jokes still in here. It's not like Joss Whedon was the only one to put in jokes. You know, uh, uh, there's a couple of great jokes. You know, that that's still in here. This was even in the commercial for the theatrical version. You know, what's your superpower? I'm rich. That's yeah. you know, and uh, sort of the reminder of that is like, oh, how did you work things out with the bank? I bought the bank. You know, yeah. it's like you know, just Bruce Wayne can solve great problems. Batman old, lines. Yeah. yeah, Bruce Wayne can solve problems the American way. Just buy everything. Buy shit. You know? And, uh, so yeah, I think that, uh, I, I think that they did, uh, you know, the Joss Whedon version definitely did a disservice to wonder woman did a disservice to everybody, but the, it, and it's little things I was, I was reading a review that didn't like the exchange with the little girl who asked if she can be her when she grows up and she says, you can be anything you want. And I'm like, well, why the fuck did Joss Whedon cut that out? I'm like, yeah. that's everything that wonder woman is supposed to be. Also, that's what who that scene doesn't. Yeah. Who doesn't like that interaction? Like what yeah. piece of shit is like, I don't like that she encouraged this little girl. That makes me yeah. angry. I'm like, it's like, fuck off. I'd like it a lot more if a random adult picked up the little girl and dangled, dangled her over a balcony for no discernible reason just to endanger her life a little. <laughs> then I would relate to a little girl. That was a nice, that was a great moment. Casey, I was watching, I watched it with her. I actually managed, she was willing to watch a four hour Justice League movie. And in that wow, little she moment, really she's does like, like you. Oh. She <laughs> does. <laughs> we only got about an hour and a half into Batman vs Superman before she had to go to sleep because she was tired, but that's okay. Well, and also you slipped her some of Granny's peach tea, so that uh, that always makes her a little bit extra sleepy. But uh, yeah, I I uh, I broke it up. I watched most of it in the afternoon and then like the last hour at night. But that's the beauty of it being like broken up into these six parts. Uh, and and I know we're uh, sort of jumping around a little bit, but I want to uh, just stick with the characters uh, for a minute. Uh, who do you think we got the most improvements out of? I think that uh, Cyborg's story definitely is so much more improved just by there being more of it. Because mm -hmm. my biggest thing when I saw that, well, yeah, that's well, yeah, that's what I mean. I they mean, didn't it was just like, like the football scenes. It stuff. was like, oh yeah, he just doesn't like his dad. Was basically what was in. <laughs> I the hate you, father. Yeah. Yeah, oh, this like, robot's got daddy issues. Like, why is he so mad? As far as we could tell in the Joss Whedon version, maybe he just doesn't like his dad because he only tips ten percent at restaurants, and you know, and, it's embarrassing. And yeah, it's just like, oh man. So the fact that we got all this, and that's what I said after the theatrical version was like, oh man, Cyborg more than anyone is like this movie ought to have come after a standalone flash movie. You know, they shouldn't have been in such a rush to make it because of, of a variety of reasons. One of which is that Shazam would have been in it. You know, I mean, there's no, there would have been no reason for Shazam to not be in this. If it came out, what, like one year later or two, I don't think that was part of Zack Snyder's plan though. I don't think he wanted Shazam to be in the justice league. Yeah. But that doesn't matter because that, that, I don't know. I mean, he would have been in it. I, I don't think that uh, if, if Shazam had come out, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't have been in this movie. And I think it only would have made it better, you know, but, you know, because it would have made it more fun. But the, you know, the fact that we didn't get uh, the Flash standalone movie yet hurt, but the fact that we didn't know anything about Cyborg and I'll be honest, he's the guy that I know the least about uh, out of all of these, you know. Uh, I, I've seen Teen Titans go to the movies, and he used to be on the Super Friends uh, when I was a kid, the last season that I, I think they made of it. Uh, but, uh, Will, let me ask you first, because uh, I know how you have such an affinity for so many of these characters. Uh, who do you feel like is best served by this four-hour version of it? Um, I think, funny enough, I think Wonder Woman, actually. Because they also give like you know like all the the Amazons as like that 
I don't know, she's kind of tangentially still part of that story, but then like her discovering the tomb and all that stuff. That's like very interesting and cool. You know what I mean? Like she also, I don't know. She, even though she's already been, had plenty of time to be established, she still kind of stands out the most to me. But I thought that I do think storyline wise, Cyborg definitely gets the second best treatment to set, to set that up. Yeah, and I think that uh, he was probably the the most underserved by the original version. And I think that, you know, look, Ray Fisher's very real problems with Joss Whedon are uh, something that they continue to look into. But just from an artistic standpoint, he's like, wait, I did all that shit yeah. in terms of acting and you For cut it all out. Fucking take it out. Yeah. Yeah. But so, so, so you could put your fucking Russian family in there. The Russian know, family and like boob jokes and like yeah. Jason Momoa sitting on the lasso of truth and being like, I'd totally fuck this girl if I had a chance. Oh but, shit. Oh shit. The truth. Yeah. I actually forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, who do you think? Uh, obviously I think we're in agreement that this was, uh, this was huge for cyborg that we got so much more of him, but uh, who do you think is best served by this version? I mean, as I said before, if it's any character in the movie, it's Steppenwolf. Uh, Cause I think having a bad guy that I give a shit about, makes a huge difference it's always the best ones but if it's somebody from the justice league i'd say i don't know i everybody was better honestly because it's like yeah it's it's a kind of a tough question like batman was deeper you could see that he actually was like affected by the death of superman he was like looking up to this um I don't know what you'd call it, but he's, he was looking up to the, the figure that he set for him or the example. And he was trying yeah. to live up to this, like saving the world and sacrificing yourself thing that this guy just did in front of him. And you can see how much like he's trying and even like he's badass, but he's sufficiently not powerful enough to do mm-hmm. most things. Like he's constantly willing to sacrifice himself, right? Like when he shoots all the missiles and then is like crashes that transport character when he's like, Oh, don't worry about me. They're all going to come after me. That's the plan. And then he's driving around in the Batmobile. He doesn't feel as powerful. Like, I feel like I, I didn't, I haven't seen the original or the theatrical release in a while, but I remember them just like kind of cruising in on the bad guys. And it was like, yeah. Oh, the Batmobile and I'll just run you over with this. Like, yeah. fuck you. Whereas this one, it's like, I'm in a flimsy metal thing. These guys are aliens that'll rip off the thing. And like, hopefully somebody <laughs> shows up to save me when that happens yeah so it's just like he he gave himself stakes everybody like i appreciated that i obviously said i liked the scenes with ezra miller in the flash he was funny he he did good comedic relief like he was relatable without being a complete fucking moron like he felt like in the theatrical cut like (laughs) because it's just times where it's like bro you're supposed to be brilliant like why are you acting like you don't know how to do anything yeah and so I, whereas in this one, he's just poorly adjusted, bad social skills, right? Okay. Instead of like him saying he has no social skills, but really just being some kind of idiot in the theatrical release. Uh, obviously, Wonder Woman being allowed to chop heads off. I think that's a huge. <laughs> I agree. No, she killed up. those dudes in the in the she museum or whatever. Lot. She a lot threw of a guy against the wall. A lot and of I was people. like, yeah, they yeah. all killed a lot of people. Uh, but and then. <laughs> Speaking of, it, I don't, I don't know if either of you guys saw the first Winter Soldier Falcon episode I did, yet. Yes. Oh no, I haven't yet. 
Well, I won't talk about it then. Anyway. Well, no, it, it, here's the thing about that. It, it was what they I think you say is that that show is a lot more violent than I thought something on Disney Plus would be. And there's a lot more Way swearing. More there's so much swearing on it that I'm like, I didn't think that Disney Plus was going to have that on their shows. But yeah, mm. the violence in particular, you're like, okay, Falcon came to play. Yeah, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that somebody basically just gets dropped out of the air. Wait, and they're just going to fall to their death. And you're <laughs> like, there's we, nothing but we, that happening for them. There's no... Talking. Secret Spider-Man spider stuff that caught them on the wall later. We were talking about that on uh, Marvel Movie Talk, one of the shows that I do here on the Blackcast Entertainment Network. Thank you very much. Also known as Beg, Uh, the Blackcast Entertainment Network. And we—I was actually thinking it was going to be like GI Joe. In GI Joe, every plane or helicopter that crashed, you saw everybody with a parachute floating down to safety. And (laughs) I just figured, like, it's Disney, so that's what we're going to get. But yeah, that's uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think everybody should uh, check that out. See where that's going. But it does, it did like lend itself to this sort of, you know, watching them on the same day, really. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, this is the, yeah, Wonder Woman being that violent. And the fact that, you know, she beheads Steppenwolf. Uh, Steppenwolf's story is so much better. And I think that if the, you know, Zack Snyder had been able to do his two Justice League movies where Darkseid was the second one, it's like, well, yeah, you start off, you know, think about the first Avengers movie. The, the bad guy is Loki. You're so far away from Thanos at that point. Yeah. You know, you make a mistake by going to Ultron, but that's neither here nor there. So I think that, you know, he works in this context. It's just got to give the story just a little bit of air. You just have to let mm-hmm. it breathe. You understand him. You understand his motivation. He's actually pretty cool. And then he just gets his ass handed to him by Superman. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's kind of fun to watch. But that also allows that you needed that because if Superman comes in early and still struggles, then how the fuck are you going to up the game? Like what's, right. how are you up in the ante when the, by far your most powerful guy is struggling in any way? So that's why yeah. you needed him to just not be there at all, which I felt yeah. like he was gone for so much longer. And when he came back, it actually meant something in this film. He, yeah. He comes back like, I don't know, halfway through the other version or whatever. Like two and, like and a half hours, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Raging Rhino points out Steppenwolf went from a generic villain to a brutal threat. Yeah. I mean, you really feel, you know, the the damage that he's doing. And a uh, little shout out to us, Will Thomas Parr. I'm in the chat saying, what Tom. up? Both of us. Good to see him. Good to see him. Uh, yeah. I mean, I assume he's still here. He didn't yeah. just do a drive by, but it, it happens. It does. So, yeah. Uh, so I think that. Uh, I I somehow by the movie being longer, I feel like the the lowest scenes are probably uh, amongst my least favorite in here. Uh, I think that in a shorter running time, they work, but it's like I don't think they shot anything new with her. You know, it doesn't. I don't actually know what they shot new. I think they did some new stuff with Ray Fisher. Um, the, what Zach's yeah. shot new? What Zach shot? Yeah, pretty much all the end. That all the future yeah, shit with the Martian we'll, Manhunter. We'll talk stuff. about that. We'll talk about that separately. Uh, th- yeah. Th- so Thomas makes a point. I was surprised to learn that the best part of Justice League were from Snyder's original vision. Yeah, that is. It is interesting that uh, you know. I I don't know. I think that uh, everybody associated with the project, uh, no one felt that Joss Whedon coming on uh, added helped anything. Yeah, it didn't add anything. Fucking opening on that rooftop sequence with that criminal tied up and the, like just bad joke like funny haha part of it batman riding a parademon through the sky it's just so silly i don't pay attention to these things but is it safe to assume that like the executives who give notes at warner brothers should just fucking stop forever? they absolutely like, this is like proof to be like shut the fuck up yeah this person obviously loves these this universe and cares a great deal about it you should probably shut your mouth because you don't 
you're just an idiot who has terrible ideas, the most of which firing him and then hiring some idiot to, to fuck yeah. him. I think yeah. studios should maybe adopt suggestion policies. Like, you don't have to make these changes. Like, if you like your idea, so, yeah. you can just say no. Steve, aka Anonymous, writes. If it hadn't been, if it hadn't show. been for uh, the the bad network notes, obviously you never would have gotten this version of this. Because look, if if the Joss Whedon version had made them the uh, Avengers sized money that they wanted, then uh, God only knows where things would have gone from there. Yeah. You know, if that yeah. hadn't worked, if people had been like, you know, I kind of want to see uh, Henry Cavill with uh, his mustache did- digitally uh, pixelated out, which I think none of those shots are obviously in here. Right. Uh, and you're talking about, about him. Uh, I'm correct that we didn't get the black suit in the earlier version, right? Is that correct. just in this? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, that's that's pretty sweet. I wish we'd they gotten colored the mullet. It. I wish we'd gotten the mullet, but uh, I will I take know. just the black suit. Uh, what did you think, Will, when you saw the black suit? It was great. It's funny that he had a regular suit in the ship that he could have taken, but he's like, no, no, I'm doing a black suit. So I was like, I like that. I like that there is this unspoken conscious decision that he chooses the black costume. Um, but it, any footage that they used from Snyder's version in the end of Joss Whedon's, they had to have digitally colored that suit because I think it, they shot it with a black suit. So I don't know how right. much of that footage got reused or was reshot. But Well, and look, and that sounds like a, an executive saying like, no, Superman's blue. That's what he's got to wear. You know, so this is black shit. And they brightened it too. They wanted him to be more yeah. like now he's the aw shuck Superman. Yeah, raging rhino, exactly what Will said. WB executives should shut the fuck up. Warner Brothers, this is from Thomas Parham, needs to stop making superhero movies by committee. Uh, and uh, the black suit is the shiz. I just really wanted to say that. Um, yeah, I think. I think uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but t- towards the end, let's talk a little bit about where I they mean, can possibly go from here. What were you going to say, Jeff? I just want them to acknowledge that there's clearly a market for yeah. like violent rated R superhero universe. Right. Like, let's let's make that. Let's yeah. lean into that because I am telling you, you'll make money on it. Like if you do it, they'll come. Look at the success of like the boys and some of these other shows that have like gotten to do whatever the fuck they want. Give I mean, us that. That's the- what- Deadpool is a perfect example of what happens. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even need to go that far though. You don't have to make right. Deadpool. You don't have to make the boys. And I can see wanting to release your movies as PG 13. Uh, and I think that uh, there's some way to figure it out, but there are characters like don't, don't ever make a Punisher movie. That's PG 13. You know, <laughs> Don't make a Deadpool movie. That's Unless PG-13. it stars Dolph Lundgren. I would watch <laughs> an old Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher. If they're going to open up the multiverse, as, as give like me old that man movie. Punisher, old man Punisher. Give I, me that I, fucking movie. I love that. <laughs> um, what were, uh, I, I think, it, you know, it's at, at, at its, it's runtime of four hours and two minutes. It's, it's very unwieldy. It's, uh, I don't think it needs to be that long. Well, they, but and you could be done in three and a half hours, which again they've yeah. released movies that long because the yeah. last epilogue part is the last half hour, which again yeah. you could clearly didn't need to do. It ended you, like ten times. Yeah, yeah. It, or or it, you could yeah. also just Lord of the Rings. You could also I, just, I you could also just yeah. put the credits and then do all ha- all that half hour. So most people will have left. Yeah. Uh, I will say that uh, 
clearly this was Joss Whedon. One of my least favorite lines in the theatrical version was, now we can have a league of our own. Uh, but <laughs> it did remind me that um, Jesse, that. Jesse Eisenberg has never uh, worked for me as Lex Luthor. And uh, this, I, I think it was like, uh, this was just like, uh, I can't really do anything about that though, because that's who they had. Um, let's talk about the, uh, the epilogue stuff. I think it's mostly all pretty cool. A hundred percent unnecessary. I'm not saying that I didn't like it. I was just like, oh, we didn't need any of this, especially mm -hmm. not after three and a half hours. Right. But uh, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, you get another uh, nightmare sequence for uh, for Bruce. Uh, it was a little abrupt the way it started. But uh, what did you think of the epilogue stuff, Will? Um, it's okay. I mean, as, like what you're saying, it's like it's not necessary. I was reading a story in Variety about about it actually, and Zack Snyder saying like. Um, originally they were like, no, you can't don't do that. Cause then it's going to make people think that there's going to be more. And this is, we're, we're trying to make this like, you know, the end. And he's like, that's not how these stories work. Like, even if this is the end, like a comic book story or a movie, like has to inherently set up that the story would presumably continue in some degree. Like it isn't just like they win and then that's it. Cause you obviously know dark side's still out there. So I appreciated like what it stood for. It really went on it just felt like it went on like a little pretty long and the movie ended multiple times. But I, I mean, at this point we got it. We got a fucking, we got the Snyder cut and they're like, what's the difference between three and a half hours and four hours. And if he wants to add more to it, just cause he, that's what he wants to do. I'm like, great man, do it. I'm not mad. Like I, I'd be stupid to be like, this movie sucks. I'm what like, if he, yeah. what if he takes a page out of George Lucas and like every two years, he just adds another half hour. So it's like, at some point it's a seven hour movie. Only if it's, he adds the Jedi rock song, but it, like a different <laughs> version, like an Amazon rocks or Atlanteans yeah. rock or something. Like <laughs> what did you think, uh, Jeff about the uh, epilogue? I, I agree in that it definitely feels like, see, here's the thing though. I don't know. I didn't. I haven't read up on the stories, so maybe I'm just one of those idiot fans that he's poorly encouraged. But I'm like, if we got this movie because people were so fucking hype about how much they hated the other cut and wanted to see this <laughs> one, yeah. and they were willing to give him a full movie's budget just to finish this one, why, when he has now set up making the other movies, do we think that that's impossible? I, it's I don't, not. So yeah. that's, I think it's perfectly legitimate and maybe I'm the idiot for thinking it's possible, but if it is, thank you. Cause I'm glad you set it up and I'm glad you gave people a reason to get excited and make more of this kind of stuff. Cause I enjoyed it and I want to see the other ones. Yeah. Fact, and even, even if Warner brothers is adamant uh, at this point that they don't want to do that, but I think a lot of people are like, yeah, but I kind of want to see that dark side movie. You sure you don't want to make that? I mean, like, <laughs> what were we going to say? Well, uh, just that, Honestly, m money talks. So yeah, if Warner Brothers, like the same room full of morons who told them to hack it in half and hire Joss Whedon could also be like, well, the subscriber, like the ratings on the streaming service and subscriber numbers, like I don't know how they would actually check all that stuff, but I could easily see them being like, we could make a bunch of money. Though. Well, let's, let's give it a try. Here, here's the thing. If they see, you know, uh, an increase in subscribers, say for March 1st, and then uh, all of a sudden on April 1st, they've lost like millions of subscribers. They're like, oh, people really did want this. And yeah. I think that sort of lends the idea to the commercial viability of this. I think it would have to be as 
you know, a special event, uh, not for long engagements, but the fact that it's shot for IMAX and it was presented that way is I'm like, look, before I started it, I couldn't imagine ever sitting through this movie in a movie theater. Uh, but then I'm like, it would probably be pretty cool to yeah. see it on an IMAX screen. Like, that's the only way I would see it. I don't need to see it on a regular uh, movie theater screen. But if they're going to do an IMAX presentation, since he, totally it's go. shot in that format, mm-hmm. I can't believe that I would go and see that four hour. Well, movie, he even but- told them where to put the intermission between acts four and five. Because he tweeted yeah. out how to watch it. And he's like, take a break between four and five. Right. Yeah. So you, I went and saw um, The Hateful Eight in IMAX. Uh, or it was 70 oh. millimeter on yeah, Christmas I did too, Eve actually. When, they, when they presented it. And it was yeah, fucking and, amazing. And they yeah. had an intermission. And, and they're like, hey, go get some popcorn and oh, pee. And then come a back while ago, uh, Raging Rhino said, if I can sit through Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet, I can sit through Zack Snyder's Justice League. I sat through that theatrical Hamlet, too. And it also had an intermission. It's like, yeah, that's all you need to do. If you uh, if you give me a break where I can pee and uh, refill my bucket of popcorn, which Jeff knows, that's really the main reason I'm going to the movie theater at this point, you know, yeah. for the for the popcorn. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know that this is that's the sort of release that's like gonna you know redefine the box office and it's not gonna no, but i think good. if they did select cities and screenings like it yeah. might sell out some places like i would that i would um, see that like probably twice in the theater just because it's shot for I, that yeah, because it would be special i agree yeah. with you I, I think it would be special to see it and uh yeah raging rhino would definitely go and uh thomas says if warner execs were smart and we know they aren't new gods would tie into the fourth world elements of the snyder justice league so i kept, I kept telling casey how pissed i was that granny goodness wasn't in this movie i guess she's she like a, kind of featured in the very end like through the portal or you whatever see, you see her always when she's she's constantly next to dark side there's like she an old is? lady yeah there's a giant old lady right next to dark side on the other side from desad desad's on his left granny goodness is on his right and when they're walking away at the end that's still yeah at the end i heard i kind of missed it i'd seen her she doesn't say anything which i was disappointed about but i saw her constantly i was like is that old because it's like she's the classic old lady with the white hair but it's short because i didn't see her in like all the flashback stuff where they fought on earth the first time they didn't show that because they didn't even show steppenwolf in the old fight it was just dark side because that was before dark side was their lord that's they set that up that it was before he had assumed the throne because they said he had found the anti-life equation before he had assumed the throne so that would have and he didn't know it was earth because it was some primitive world and it was lost to him right that was supposed to be the storyline Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, regardless. Could you yeah. And, and I, what I do remember about seeing, I might have watched it once. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do remember what, about, I'm going through a second time. Cause I'm like, I know I missed a few things. Yeah. What I do remember about the theatrical version is that when we saw a green lantern on screen for the first time, uh, the, that was still early enough in the movie where they hadn't lost the audience yet. Uh, they did lose their shit for that though. And, uh, so obviously, uh, we know that that's going to be an HBO Max series. And uh, uh, I know that uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, tweeted that he was watching it for the first time. He'd never seen it before, and he live tweeted it. So, Green Lantern? Uh, yeah, Green Lantern. Yeah, that's so funny. I thought that it was, <laughs> yeah, he was like, hey, Blake Lively's in this movie. Uh, I don't know. I forget what else. I, I didn't know Taika Waititi was in that movie. It yeah, I forgot. Watch it. Yeah. He yeah. looks like Richard Iode in that. He does. Funny. He does. And he's got like a terrible <laughs> American accent. But Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. At uh, you know, um, we also get the inclusion of Martian Manhunter, uh, and I don't. To me, like the scene with uh, 
Martha, Martha Kent. Uh, and then that's Martian Manhunter. And I'm like, wait, what? I didn't need like, that at all. I, I'm it was like, very weird. Yeah. It's like, it, look, if he didn't show up again at the end, then I'm like, all right, I guess you want to introduce him somehow. But yeah. I'm like, wait, why, why is that? And that felt to me like something that was shot after the fact. And that when they shot that scene, it was Martha Kent. Uh, Although, you know, she apparently moving away from the farm where she actually still lives later in the movie. So it's a little confusing. Yeah. It, it, well, but wasn't she moving back to the farm at the very end? Wasn't the house just empty and they just I, went I, there because so. no one would buy it because it's in the middle of nowhere? Right. That's Anyways, probably what uh, <clears throat> not to be that guy, but my <laughs> thing, I'm pretty sure that they had to do that because the idea is that Lois had just was locked herself away in the apartment yeah. was never going anywhere wasn't seeing anyone so they had to reinforce the idea of he was trying to get her out so that she would be there but then that doesn't really track because she was constantly going to his memorial so she could have potentially been there anyways yeah. so i thought it was for that but then i just talked myself out of it so yeah that was a stupid <laughs> scene listen Fucking i'm jerks it's cool to see martian manhunter um because i like him a lot and uh but ultimately i was like i we didn't this wasn't really necessary no, but again a, but again at this point we're talking about a four-hour movie of like this dude just getting to do whatever he wants so at that point it was like whatever that's cool yeah. like no yeah. it's a it's a decent interaction with uh bruce wayne i thought that uh you know that that they're talking he's like okay you know I think, and i think that was shot later actually because i feel like ben affleck looks he got real skinny like right around those reshoots yeah and yeah, he looked true. he looked real thin in that and in the nightmare sequence he was kind of like thin in the mask i was like this is what yeah. skinny ben affleck <laughs> yeah uh, you mean he's not puffy from alcoholism <laughs> <laughs> well, he was buff when they shot the I yeah the original and i guess was. that uh it sort of begs the question that if they're he going to do any more uh puffy the vampire slayer uh, if they're going to do any more sort of team-ups it's like okay so do they use do do they use robert pattinson as batman yeah. does affleck get to be no, batman again no. yeah well, well yeah flash, he will. in the flash he will but uh you know it's sort of like what do they do uh you know and uh, i think we'd be remiss if we didn't uh talk a little bit about the joker though i don't want to move on from the the nightmare sequence or um, how about we talk about the fact that the motherfucking bat tank from batman dark knight returns was in this i cheered for that scene specifically and natasha was like what there's a bat tank did you see that tank. uh i found uh jared leto uh less annoying than in justice league uh i am in i didn't love him in that but i also didn't hate it i know everybody hated it i thought that what didn't work about that joker was mostly visual and then this version didn't have it you know, mm. so like somehow he doesn't have the tattoos. He doesn't have like the gold teeth and all of that. Their interaction was pretty great. The fact that like Bruce is telling him I'm going to fucking kill you is I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what we want. And, you know, and the Joker's like, I'm your best friend. And he's like, no, I'm going to kill you. You know, yeah. I, I I think that, again, the definition of stuff that didn't need to be in here, but I, I found it entertaining. But, uh, Will, we know how you feel about uh, about leto joker uh what did you think about that i mean part of if scene? you take away that garbage production design version of him like it's instantaneously a hundred percent better i i don't Agreed. think leto's a bad actor and i don't actually think his version of the joker is the worst thing in the world it's just the way it was presented which was like a david ayer movie thug with all the tattoos and like, i'm like this isn't fucking training day man this is a fucking <laughs> superhero movie it, it don't felt- make the joker a fucking gangster this way so uh, yeah 
I'm sorry. It, it felt like what's the term for something where it's like it feels like it would it's niche to the to a specific time period. So it's like you know it's not going to work. It felt like from the early 2000s, and that movie was made a couple years ago. I was like, what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> but but I'm saying like even the character, right? Like the idea of somebody with the face tattoos and everything. It feels like it's. Sp- a specific kind of menacing right. to a specific kind of thing that just doesn't work for the idea of the Joker. Like he's supposed to be like an older kind of scary, like a more unreasonable, crazy person versus somebody who watched menace to society too many times. And is like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, get out of here. Yeah. I, I also like, I think part of the nightmare stuff that I kind of enjoyed was it. Cause it feels similar. And the, the, the letter look feels similar to like, um dark knight's metal and death metal these two stories that death metal just wrapped up over the summer fall i don't know when I recently fall. i remember that uh going on a little that bit was my there, yeah. that was my departure from collecting comics again except now wally is taking over as the flash in the regular monthly book so i'm like ah, just when i get out they fucking pull me back in. yeah i thought that already <laughs> happened i thought wally was already back it's the only book i'm gonna buy um and it just kind of reminded me of the death metal slash metal kind of thing with his like long hair and like yeah. that barren landscape. They're like, this is kind of cool. Like, so I, I didn't hate it. And his laugh like didn't bother me as much. I think mostly just because he's not this like pastiche David yeah. Ayer character that like, it just makes no sense in the movie. Like I've just, it still dumbfounds me. I remember yeah. they released a photo of that when the movie was coming out and somebody like part of the production was like, no, no, it's not going to look like that. That was just like a, that was just like a thing. And then the trailer came out like, Oh no, I guess fuck us. We were, <laughs> you were, you lied. You lied. Uh, Thomas Parham Leto was less annoying in this and it was in suicide squad. Absolutely. And raging Rhino is all in on the bat tank. Not a big fan of the nightcrawler. Uh, I'm a big fan of Nightcrawler from the X-Men, but I know that's not what you're talking about, so uh, I'll allow it. Um, yeah. I, I will not allow for any uh, anybody to smite the name of Kurt Wagner. I will not have that. But uh, yeah. Wagner, but in the <laughs> Munich Circus, I was known as Incredible Nightcrawler. <laughs> Incredible Nightcrawler. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, it's really, it's a question of like, what do they, you know, what do they do next, you know? And uh, I think that the nightmare sequence, it shows you like, man, you could really get this cool, you know, this thing, but it's like, well, you don't really want Aquaman to be dead. Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I want, I want him in that movie. He you know? told in that variety interview, he just it was like, I, I guess these are spoilers, but here's what my plan was going to be. And then he outlines what the plot of the second two movies are. So you're like, oh, yeah. okay. So I have oh, they were going to be three. But... That's right. I actually forgot about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So uh yeah no and i mean it's uh it's cool to like at least give us a little taste of what that is i feel like that's not a stuff that we're actually going to get and the the nice way to kind of tidy it up is like yeah but then he woke up and that was just like this like super intense dream that he had you know yeah uh i did think it was interesting that uh we have our uh you know there there's this moment where uh everything goes wrong and uh, then the flash goes back in time. So we've uh, learned uh, the Richard Donner school of problem solving is yes. that if, if everything he does it twice, it's true. Yeah. He misses the timing on the box drop, which I don't think they had that in the first one in the theatrical cut either. They have him just like perfectly hit it on time. They do. I think you're one, right. Yeah. He messes up and then has to fix it, which I think is so much more interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that he's just like, I'm actually not that good at this, but I can do it over, so it's fine. You know? uh, <laughs> There's yeah. only two things, flash lore-wise, that bothered me. They're in the theatrical cut, and they're in this, because it's just like, this is an oversight, you guys, and you need to get these facts. Is it right. that he's not Wally? 
That's the biggest one. Okay, this, uh, sure. No, it's hard to explain Wally as an introductory character when he became the Kid Flash because his fucking Flash uncle toured the lab with him and he got the same goddamn accident that, that made his uncle a superhero. Is, but that's Lightning part of it. Twice. Barry is already the Flash before he has a job at the crime lab. That doesn't work because that's how he gets his powers. And he's like, I'm pursuing my criminal justice career. And his dad's like, you got to stop working at dead end jobs and whatever. I'm like, he can't. Storyline wise, be the Flash if he's not already there. How did he get his powers? Number two, the Speed Force, which was, was created for Wally, let's just say it. Um, <laughs> they used to talk about his hyper accelerated metabolism. So, Wally, they made shtick out of it in the book. He was always eating like hamburgers and stuff, and even in the yeah. cartoon. They created the Speed Force as a reason for him to derive his speed not from like metabolism. So, it w came from some other place. So, then he didn't have to eat as much food because it wasn't like cannibalizing his body. But then Barry's like eating a pizza. He's like, I have this thing called the Speed Force and it makes me have to burn a bunch of calories. I'm like, it actually, that's incorrect. I, those are important <laughs> fucking details. See, Hugely I, I important. Like I like that in both versions. I like the idea like he runs a lot. So, yeah, he's going to be eating pizzas constantly. Uh, but I wonder uh, if he, can he never explained pizza. how he got his powers because they were waiting for him to have his own movie like they I feel like the difference between Marvel and this is you can tell that they made this movie and then they had their separate ones and then completely new designs came in for everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you look at the Aquaman characters, like even like the soldiers have those helmets and you're like, I didn't see those at all in yeah. Aquaman. Yeah. Man land. Also, and Amber Heard a hundred percent better in this movie than she is in Aquaman. Even if she's British accent, she's performance. Why is she British in this movie and not in the other one? Doesn't matter. She's better okay. in this movie because why Britain did... invaded the sea. You know <laughs> that they took it over. But it also doesn't explain why. Names. It do also doesn't explain why she shit in Johnny Depp's bed. So uh, I think that they really should have. Wouldn't uh, you? Because I mean, if you live in the ocean, you shit wherever you sleep. That's true. She was just, she was method acting as yeah. Mira. Uh, take that, Captain Jack. Yeah, I uh, I think that it's, it's what it really comes down to. And I know I said this uh, earlier. It's that they really felt like they needed to rush a Justice League movie. I think, you know, give us our Flash movie. Give us a second Wonder Woman movie before this. Uh, but not the one that we actually got, you know, uh, I mean, look, the reason why the Avengers work so well is that except for Hawkeye, who nobody gives a shit about, we cared about everybody already, even though it's not the same guy playing Bruce. Banner, well, now with matter. this version, you can care about no, it. You can. And, and, uh, but I think that if things like this happened over their own movies, like if we really got Barry's story, you wouldn't have to put so much of it in the big team up movie. And then but your you, movie doesn't need to be four hours because you already know him and you already care about him. I know what and I'm saying is I get, I get that thing trying to break away from Marvel, but like I'm, you might as well just make a really long movie and get it all done with once. So you don't have to watch it nine hours of that to bring you to the same spot. Like, I don't really want to see a bunch of solo movies. Like if you can do it properly the first time, which they didn't with the theatrical, but like right. to That's me, it's idea. interesting to say like, here's this fucking four hour movie that just establishes everybody. And then after that, they get their little solos before we do a second one. I'm like, that's kind of a fun approach. But like, that, it obviously didn't didn't go yeah. that way. So realistically, uh, I'll ask you first, Will. Do you think that, and if it does happen, it's because of this version. Do you think that Zack Snyder gets an opportunity to make something else for a DC characters? I, I would not rule it out. Yeah, but yeah. I'll tell you, a year ago, I definitely would have ruled it out. Well, didn't we get the news, the announcement of the Snyder Cut, like, in May? It was early in quarantine. Yeah, it was pretty early, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, as I, I wouldn't rule it out. I actually think that, and the reviews have been quite positive overall. So, which also, as a big fan of Man of Steel, I'm Batman vs Superman. I'm like, there's a part of me that wants to be like the hipster about this and be like, don't fucking come around now and tell me that you like Zack Snyder's vision and you shat all over these other movies. But maybe, honestly, maybe the difference is true Zack Snyder's vision versus it's fettered by the studio's vision, right? Yeah. Like, well, it's the edge that we get in scenes that they would have been like, mm, does one woman really have to cut his head off? What if she ingests <laughs> his head off? Like, with that. Uh, yeah, uh, Raging Rhino. Literally every character improved in Snyder Cut. Yes, we've been saying that. It's like Whedon was a bartender who watered down the drinks. Uh, and he points out that he's drinking whiskey right now. So he's thinking about alcohol. But it's a great point. It's really like, like it's just like, eh, just pour the water in there. It's good enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and Jeff, do you think that uh, realistically, you know, I don't know that maybe he would get something on the scope of a Justice League, but they'd be like, yeah, you want to do another Superman movie? Yeah, well, I don't listen. see I don't see like how HBO is now throwing money around like there's no tomorrow to try and make new series because they now that Game of Thrones is out, they need to find the hook, the one that yeah. everybody's into, that everybody wants. So they're just going to throw money at every pilot until they have the new one. That's been their model. And now they have the streamer, too. So there's and it's already on this. So they have the relationship. Yeah, there's no reason why it can't get made. It's there's, cool. there's too cool. many there's too many channels there's too many opportunities to produce things nowadays not to make things that there's clearly a demand for yeah and i think Do the it. fun thing that this opens up to which is like a new way and this would be kind of i mean unique in a backward way i guess because marvel's doing it now with shows after the fact but if if dc was like hmm we kind of want to, we, this Justice League did well, let's make another and we'll do it as like another four part thing, like a little mini, like actually yeah. what I kept thinking was, oh, this is like the Defenders except shorter and not bad. <laughs> like I was, you know, like in eight hours, the Defenders like ended with like a dragon skeleton underground and Matt Murdock died. And I was like, what mache. the fuck is yeah, they, this? You, we the waited four, five seasons worth of shows for this. Well, Bullshit. they they clearly they spent every dollar in their budget, and they're like, "We can't show you the dragon. We're so sorry. We just <laughs> absolutely cannot." No, I know. I look. I'm, so I'm to not, me, I'm like, spend that money, make yeah. another four, five, six, eight part Justice League two or whatever. Like, just do that. Why not? That would be but cool. clearly the the suits at uh, at the company at at you know at Warner. Uh, they are really invested in HBO Max more so than they are in having theatrical movies. So the fact that you know, look, there is going to be this Green Lantern series. Who knows? I mean, maybe obviously Zack Snyder is a theatrical director, but given an opportunity, you know, maybe he gets another couple projects out of the way. And then it's like, do you want to do something like this again? You know, like just for us though, and. You, what if we give you six hours this time? Would that yeah. be something you'd be interested in? He's so like, cool. well, can one hour be a slow motion? <laughs> My first a, cut a is nine hours. Take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, I, no, we had scripts that were only 60 pages, each of them. Listen, what did I, you do? <laughs> I, I have storyboards of a really slow-mo version of a poppy seed bagel, okay? Because I know I did sesame seed. I just want to get through all the-, all the I have nine different takes of hallelujah, and we're going to play every different one. <laughs> that is- uh, I learned a lot through reading all these different interviews with him. That was his yeah. daughter's favorite song. So it's why it's in everything that he does because she, she was alive then and then she passed yeah. away. And so now it's like, oh, and there's yeah. also like some the little nods for like suicide prevention. There's a billboard in there. Like, yeah, it's nice. He, he, and, 
And say he dedicates what you will the movie to her. I think that that's obviously yeah. that's a great thing to do. Like, say sure. what you will about Zack Snyder, but like he's clearly and every no one has ever said a bad thing about him. Like everyone's like he's fucking amazing. Like Ray Fisher especially is like, yeah, Joss Whedon just treating me like shit. Zack's the man. Everybody's like, yeah, Zack's such a great guy. And then yeah. we get this movie, and you're like, he, oh, that's right, he's clearly passionate about this. So like, if people think that he sucks, I'm, at this point, I'm just like, fuck off. So you didn't like this version. Wait. And there will be another thing for you to like, but this is just not your bag right now. I get the idea that he could be, uh, I saw one random thing on Twitter where it was some like VFX person bitching about him. Like, yeah, and my mate had to do like eight different takes of Guardians of the Kahul. And it was just like it was some, it was some <laughs> New Zealand or Australian person. So I did it. I took a shot. Anyways. I, oh, I appreciated that. I, I forgot saw, about Guardians I, of I saw that, Owl, that Owls of Gahul movie. I forgot whatever. about that movie. I forgot about it too. I had a, uh, and uh, Raging Runner makes a point. Snyder is making Army of the Dead for Netflix. So he may be open to making movies for streaming, movies, miniseries. I, look, I think if it's like, and a lot of creators have uh, gravitated towards the streaming platforms in particular because it's like, yeah, what you want to do, go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, people are going to come to to us because it's Zack Snyder doing more superheroes, you know. Right. Right. Uh, so uh, I wonder what we'll see. I would be surprised if he never did anything for Warner Brothers as a studio again because right. of suits, not because. But uh, I think getting an opportunity like let, let him do the next wonder woman movie except i know they're already making that so i guess wonder woman four let him do that you know well, at least and, have him take a look at the fucking script and i don't even think yeah. he's that great of a writer but like anything yeah. is better than what they did like she goes into a cave and learns about dark side as a child she goes into a cave and learns nothing like that like <laughs> literally goes into a cave another cave there's nothing for her in there but in yeah. this movie like oh it's about the backstory and the villain like all the things we could have used in wonder woman 1984 uh, yeah look same she same finds out about the crystal and then we meet desire or whoever it was i forget <laughs> yeah. yeah we meet dream uh yeah i i don't know when i would find time to watch it again but uh other than like that's why i think that if if they do release it theatrically i would definitely go and see it uh you know and uh i think that i i feel like it's inevitable that that will happen at some point you know i think so uh, fathom uh, events or whatever that fucking maybe maybe uh you know put a trailer for uh, what do they have coming up what's next for dc what what are they actually so the flash movie is uh something we're gonna get black Uh, adam is shooting oh yeah like in a month they're building sets right now aren't they working they're working on shazam too yeah yeah but they're already working photography starting on shazam first and then flash i think and then shazam too okay so yeah put this in the theater give us a trailer for whatever the next one is you know right exactly Exactly. Oh, Suicide Squad, the new oh, you're right. Gun you're right. one. Yeah. And you're and right. Suicide I literally Squad. was just sitting here being like, and then Guardians yeah. 3. And then I was like, wait, no, nope, yep. that's why my See, brain did that. Because of the, <laughs> the lag time, Ra- Raging Rhino knew uh, instantly. Yeah, Su- and Suicide Squad's another that we're going to get on HBO Max, but uh, might go see in the theater. And, uh, I'm seeing Godzilla versus Kong in the theater, so I'm fucking totally that seeing Suicide oh, Squad sick. there. Yeah. Well, I, here's I, the thing, though. I have a huge TV, so even like watching this on the like my the IMAX version, I was like, "Yeah, not a problem." Yeah, <laughs> I watched on the projector, which is like 110 inches technically, so I was doing fine. Yeah, you have a big I, dick. I'm not. <laughs> we get it, Will. Okay, stop showing off. Hot dog in the pocket. <laughs> That's really what I should. Long, baby. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I am. Um, 
I have uh, definitely talked in the past that uh, Godzilla is is not my jam. I, I don't love me some Kong, but if I'm ever going to see this movie, I definitely want to see it on a big screen. So yeah. I might actually go see it at the drive-in. Uh, but uh, by the, I don't know. I think by the by the summer, I can see like going to see it in the theater. Are you going to your your local uh, Cinemark in yeah. NoHo, where I still got my? I had four credits sitting there waiting for me for over a year. Over Birds a of Prey year. was the last movie I saw in theaters. Uh, the February. last movie I saw was uh, Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. Oh, well, I heard it, it was good. I really, I it thought was it was right. supposed to be good. And I, it was one of those ones where everybody, sorry, go into this, but I, love everybody, it. Like, I thought it was supposed to be good. Well, no, because I literally bought it on the premise of like, it was on sale. And I was like, everybody's saying this is dope. I love her as an actress. And I watched the movie and just wanted to punch her. I was like, this is fucking stupid. The, <laughs> the bad guy doesn't make any sense. Okay, look, it's true. The movie, it's the true. movie is based on the Wait, idea. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to ruin it for you because it's stupid. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Yeah, well, yeah don't take Blame Elizabeth Moss for being a Scientologist, uh, if anything. Fine. I'll just tell you this. It's based on a scientific idea of, of why somebody's invisible and then doesn't follow any science after that. So it's, it's just ludicrous. Would you have preferred Hollow Man 3 with yeah, Kevin Bacon? Yes. Definitely. Absolutely. Every day. They did make Hollow Man, Man still scares me because the idea that I I really thought that it, like the horrible CGI and silly B movie acting in that movie aside, the idea that like you lose your morality when you no longer have to face yourself in the mirror, I thought is genius horror movie yeah. plot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, just final uh, thought that, uh, from Raging Rhino. The DC fan of me enjoyed the Ryan Choi scenes and the, am I saying Kilowog correct cameo? Yep. And yes, so you I are. Don't, I don't know that Poozer. character, but yeah. that's. You, you, uh, you don't know, yeah. you've seen him. He's the big orange, beefy Green Lantern. He's an alien. The oh, the, uh, Clark you mean, did the voice. You mean the uh, one with the giant nose holes and then his yeah. teeth are like right. rook, so the top of a rook. You're talking about the mascot for the Syracuse Orangemen? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I know that guy. I didn't realize that was Michael Clark. No, because that's a different guy. There's a different Green Lantern. That's basically <laughs> just a big fucking orb. So you, could, you can't go there. Uh, There's also look, a Green Lantern that's a whole planet. So, And by the way, when are we getting the Green Lantern Star Trek actually in the theater? That would be uh, great. You know? those are uh, good. I was hoping to do a third those. one. Yeah. When yeah. are we getting Bat, Batfleck? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the theater. Not soon enough, by the way. That would be uh, amazing. Are, are you reading the last Ronin? Well, What's that's the an last ongoing. Ronin? That's an ongoing uh, turtle story. It's sort of like Old Man Turtles. It's like a set in the bit in the future. No, I don't really read turtles I, comics. I don't either, but uh, that one uh, caught me because the Eastman and Laird, the creators, actually are working on it, and they haven't done oh. turtle shit in like forever. Together, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you borrow it one day when I see you again. Maybe when we go to the movies, not for Kong vs Godzilla, but uh, something. I love the that Suicide cinema. Squad. Tom yeah, I, does make an important distinction. It's not just Suicide Squad. It's the Suicide Squad. That's how you oh, know it's different yeah, from the it's first the one. Suicide Squad. <laughs> and he even uh, used the polka dots. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, it was uh, it was fun to see and fun to do a uh, wrap up show that is only a quarter of the length of the movie uh, that we uh, are reviewing. But are uh, it was fun to talk about it. Uh, Will, where, where do people go to keep in touch with you? At Will Sterling underscore. That's where you can find me. Everywhere. That's the Twitter and the Instagram. Yeah. Jeff, you're there, but you don't want to be found. Yeah, I'm square. <laughs> Actually, it's a rectangle. Uh, and you can find me Columbus. on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And if you're watching this live, 
and you are in Southern California, then tomorrow, Saturday, March 20th, make sure that you head out to Lake Elsinore, Diamond Stadium, home of the Lake Elsinore Storm, for the drive-in concert with our friends at Kissed Alive with a guest announcer, yours truly. And my plan is to make sure that when I say that uh, you wanted the best, you got the best, the hottest tribute uh, band in the land. Uh, I hope I throw out my voice for like the rest of the week, but uh, we'll see what happens. Um, Let, can I make one final joke comment? Please. Let the record show that we keep this show to a tight hour. It's possible. Only when Christian has to stop recording because his kids are coming home. It's the only way. No, actually, <laughs> if my kids are already so coming home, home, right? If my kids oh. are already home, that's when we do like two and a half. That's hours. right. Then you're in that, the basement. Cause that's like keep it. Yeah. That's keeping me from actually going back upstairs and interacting with my family. And I don't want to do that. I'd like to make a comment too. kiss the live. <laughs> sounds like sexual assault. Yes. Kissed it's better than kissed dead. Uh, and look at this raging rhino is reading all the, he's on a nostalgia kick reading all the crisis on infinite earth tie-ins. You know, I read crisis on infinite earth for the last, uh, for the first time last summer. And, uh, we can, uh, we can talk about that at some point. I wanted to talk about that with our pal, Jeff Winston, but that's all in the future. That's all the time we have for now. Uh, the speed force future. Uh, but we appreciate everybody joining us for the live chat. And everybody who is uh, watching this after the fact, leave comments, subscribe to the Blackcast Entertainment Network. I'm begging you to join Wait, Beg. How, how is B-E-N, Blackcast Entertainment Network, Beg? I don't know. I just wanted to get the G in there. If you spell <laughs> network with a G-N. network like that. Yeah, like good network. network. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like GNU. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> subscribe, join, all that fun stuff. Uh, Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Thank you uh, to Will, Jeff, and everybody in the chat. But, you know, mostly Raging Right Now, Thomas Parham. But, you know, everybody else, too. Uh, We'll see you next time on The Wetcast. Wetcast.